0: are who we are here we are welcome everyone to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe the fight podcast yo today is all things boxing okay all things all the time all the boxing in the world man we are going to talk today specifically about all the amazing cards that are this weekend and we have two of the biggest fight cards of the year we have the Proverbial number one pound for pound fighter in the world, Vasily Lomachenko, going out there against his toughest test to date in Teofimo Lopez, and we also have Tank Davis fighting against his toughest test to date, and that is Leo Santa Cruz, the former champion. Leo Santa Cruz, both fights should be amazing. And who else? Who else should I bring on to talk about this amazing event? Come on, people. You know who I'm gonna bring on. No other than the guru himself, my boxing expert, the guru B Cam. Brother, what it do, man? Welcome to the my, fight podcast.
1: My guy, man. I love the way you introduced me. I'm getting ready to get my intro music, my LeBron. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> uh shout out, shout out to LeBron, you know, and his ring. But I appreciate you having me. I know nowadays you may me making me wait for these boxing episodes. But, you know, we got we going to make it happen. All things boxing today. Maybe we sprinkle in a little MMA because I know, you know, I, I got to make I got to make sure they I get they touch a little bit. They got to get a little bit, too. But today, yes, bit. like you said, it is all about boxing. We got a lot to talk about, as Sergio mentioned. And uh, I'm excited. This is a, this in particular is a huge, huge weekend. Um, I know I know. Um, you don't want to get into it yet. How are you doing? I know you asked me how I'm doing. How are you doing, my guy?
0: I, well, I, I do appreciate you, my brother. I, I'm doing well, man. I, I, how how can I be bad? My Lakers won. Oh, wow. We got that ship. Oh, wow. And, I, and I'm excited, man. You know what I'm saying? And here's the thing. I still don't understand what is going on with all these LeBron haters. Can we just can you let the man live? Come on, bro, people man!
1: People have always loved to hate LeBron. And we oh, spoke about it a little bit earlier this week. It has, I completely think it has to do with the fact that LeBron came up fully in the social media era. Like there's no, there, there's no angry rants about Jordan back in the day because motherfuckers wasn't on Instagram. They weren't even on MySpace. They were on Black Planet, maybe. Bro, they they weren't it, even on Black Planet. <laughs> and, and, and that's just not what they were spending their time doing. But nowadays it's like, you go viral for tearing a motherfucker down. So people love to hate on LeBron. And the fact that people even, I I think our generation is, first of all, my generation, a little bit of yours, but my generation, we didn't necessarily get to see Jordan when he was losing. So we only saw, we only ever saw Jordan win. And so people in my generation are extremely defensive of their own Michael Jordan. So the fact that you get on shows like First Take and fuck it, you in the barbershop and people even try to put LeBron James in the same conversation as Michael Jordan. That just doesn't fly well with people in my generation. Mm. Whereas someone like myself, I don't like the LeBron hate because I'm I'm into basketball, but not enough to have an educated debate on who's better, MJ or LeBron. However, what I do know is I do respect LeBron's activism in the community. And that was not Michael Jordan. So if nothing else, that needs to be recognized as part of his greatness. Because you recognize that as part of Muhammad Ali's greatness, greatness, but when we talk about basketball, it's not necessarily there.
0: There it is. You look, I, I agree with we, you. We 100%. dropping mics. <laughs> there it is. Man, look, I agree with you 100 percent Um, and this is one thing I'll say about this. You 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 sent me, you hit you privy me to some information, a little video. Well, somebody dropped some knowledge, and you know what? Nick they Young. Was that? Nick Young? Nick, Nick Young. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, uh, off of Fox. Man, look. The thing about it, and they made a great point, is that, think about this, man. We do not talk about what Mike... We make it seem like Michael Jordan played six years. It's like he played... At- 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 Nick, Wright, Nick, say, Wright. Nick, Nick right, Nick Right, Nicholas right. Nick right. Yeah, Nick Nick yeah, not, not swaggy people. Get, get, swag. get, get a man his props. <laughs> but he made a great point, man. He went out there, he legitimately said that at the end of the day, no one talks about what Mike did wrong. And check it out, man. Yes, he won six titles, but let's be let's keep it a beam. He ain't made it to 10, and he took a whole lot of L's. So and here's the, and I say that being a Bulls fan, I say that being a Jordan guy because yes, I was there, I saw it. Now don't get it twisted. Do I really remember the first three? Pete, N- not not really, not that much. Uh, fam, I was born in '86. They won their first chip in '90. I don't remember basketball too much, but I do remember like the last ones. I remember a little bit of Portland. I don't remember the when they beat the Lakers. I remember a little bit of Portland. I definitely remember Phoenix, and then absolutely remember the last three. But you know what I also remember? I also remember when he got washed up with the
1: Wizards. And we act like that never happened. I mean, we'll give that to him because he was old. I don't give a damn. He played. Well, you, but if if all you ever know is the winning Mike, and that's his one old wash season, and you have really no recollection recollection of Mike when he wasn't winning in the playoffs, then you can just piss away that old season and chalk it up to old age.
0: You you can't. You, you absolutely can, but it's not fair and like i said i want my man to get his damn respect okay why can't my man get his respect and yo he put on a show those and, last and few just games
1: and just so everybody knows and i don't know how people wouldn't know but Sergio is a true Chicago native. I'm not native. I'm not just speaking to anyone. Like, this is someone that was there that is a Jordan, Jordan fan. Now, he has relocated to somewhere else where he chooses to root for the Lakers and LeBron and all types I, of identity no, crisis. No, no, no. Hey,
0: hey, hey. Look, here, wait, wait, wait. I was a Heat fan, too. And just like Shannon said, I'm not a Heat fan. I'm a wherever-he-at fan. <laughs>
1: I, I get it. That's how it was about Randy Moss. It is what it is, what know, it is, so it is with some
0: people. Oh, and, and yeah. you know, 1,000%, I was with you with Randy Moss also. Exactly the same way. Randy was my guy. And that's, when, yeah, I I played, that's when I actually watched football. So, look, I digress. Um, All right, but look, people didn't come here to talk, to, listen to our basketball takes. Uh, They came here to listen to our fight takes and probably a little bit of our music and culture. Cause, like, You know what? NBA, that's culture. I have to say, so fuck it. It, it rocks with the, with, with the crowd, you know? Um, but let, let's go ahead and talk about this, man. This upcoming weekend, we have some of the biggest fights of the boxing year. These are fights that we have been waiting for. These are the type of matchups that you and I, over the last year or so, we've talked about. These are the type of matchups that we want. We want the best fighting the best, and that is what we're getting this weekend We have not one, but two title fights. Two different organizations, but two badass fights that I cannot wait for. We have Lomachenko against Teofimo Lopez. And before we talk about the other fights and everything else, let's go ahead and start right there. This weekend, we have the proverbial number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. He's been both of our number ones before. Right now, I think we both have him around number two. But... With a big win to th- this weekend, he can jump right back into number one. We are talking about the magician, the Matrix, silly Lomachenko, and he is going out there and competing against one of the, the the destroyers. Some guy, somebody that you and I have so much respect for, Teofimo Lopez. This fight is going to be incredible. But watching everything going up and watching all the breakdowns and everything, I have to ask you this: B, who do you believe? has more pressure on them leading up to this fight. Is it Loma or is it Teofimo?
1: Oh, I think, you know, first of all, I want to say that I'm an MMA fan, but not like you. And, you know, we're talking about boxing. We're not talking about MMA. Yes. So often when it comes to boxing, we're talking about events like Mayweather Pacquiao, where it just happens a little bit too late. So few times do we get the opportunity to say that it happened. But not only that it happened, it happened when we wanted it to happen. And that's what happened. That's what's happening right now with Teofimo Lopez versus Basily Lomachenko. Now, obviously a huge fight this weekend. I think Lomachenko is the clear favorite. I think he's a three to one uh, three to one favorite betting favorite at this point. So he's a clear favorite for this fight. He's the more established fighter. Like you said, the proverbial one for, uh, pound for pound king in the world. So, I mean, he is the top guy right now. Tiafima Lopez is the young guy. He's somewhat proven, but he's not really proven, but he has the skills. He has the looks. He can talk a good, a good game. So, but I think that guy has way less pressure on him. When you're number one, there's always a target on your back. That, I mean, that's just how it is. Heavy, heavy is so, the head, huh? Heavy is the head that holds the crown. So I absolutely feel as though Lomachenko has more pressure on him because he's the established fighter. So people expect him to go out there and be Lomachenko and do what you do and destroy other giants. That that's the pressure. TFM Lopez, if he loses, if he gets knocked out, if he loses a competitive fight, it, obviously if he wins, but like his losing scenarios don't really hurt him as bad as long as he comes back and continues his career. True. Like if he come, if he comes you back mean, and let moves me to one forty really
0: quick. If, if he does, because I, I, I see what you're saying, and I and I really do. I think that the the bigger name always ends up having a little bit more pressure, but. I think that this fight is extremely unique because a lot of people, a lot of casuals, even really believe that Teofimo is going to win this fight. I'm hearing big names in the sport. I'm hearing Tyson Fury. I'm hearing, you know, a, a whole bunch of other litany of names saying that this is a pick'em fight. This should be a pick'em fight with the type of shit talk that Papa Papa Fimo is talking. Don't you think that's putting a little bit of extra pressure on Tiafoe? Do you think that might kind of sway the sway it or even even it out?
1: I mean, we'll talk about Lomachenko and we'll see how he matches up a guy like uh, against a guy like Tiafoe, Lopez, because he's used to this. He's seen it in the amateurs. He has almost four hundred fights. Ooh, well, I'll go a, 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 a similar t- a, a, a similar answer when it comes to Tiafoe and his father. Shit, his father always been his trainer. So this is really nothing new for him. His father's been talking shit. He's in the same class with an Angel Garcia. Like, and those guys sure. are just used to it. Sure. Their relationship with their father is has boxing at its core. And so they- That's they a ha- very great
0: comparison. That is a yeah. good comparison. Danny Garcia's father, Angel Garcia, for those who do not know, is a very similar character.
1: So similar. They're both, they're both Hispanic. Like, I mean, yeah. and Angel Garcia, he's just a big personality. But, I mean, it really doesn't matter. If Danny Garcia loses- you just have to keep that same energy. So as long as his father is going to keep that same energy going forward, an L won't really hurt him regardless of what his father is saying. And his father has done this before. We remember his father said, hey, we're going to get an early knockout against Richard Comey. The thing is, his father been right. Richard Comey still ain't wake up.
0: Nope. Hey, hey, but, but little Asian dude, little Japanese dude didn't go anywhere and almost won that fight. I don't think so. I'm just saying in terms of the way we look at it. Yes, he definitely lost, you know, but it was a far more competitive fight that I think a lot of us, even ourselves anticipated. Um, Now, let me ask you this before we keep going with this one. What do you think the biggest storylines of this specific matchup are? Because there's so many. If you looked at any of the lead up to the fight, a lot of things that they're talking about, they're talking about how, for instance, you know, the the relationship between teofimo and his father is a little strayed. they they have you know is lomachenko a little over the hill you know is it too late for him to make to be that big name for yourself what do you believe is actually the biggest storyline going into this weekend's matchup
1: honestly like 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 fuck the casual storylines fuck the like father son father son shit who's king of the hill who is king of the hill? I need to know. And to Say be that. king of the hill, you have to be Lomachenko. That's my storyline. Like you have this cool stuff that they're going to promote with shoulder programming to try to bring the casual fans in. Oh, a father-son matchup and a father-son matchup. Fuck that. Show me what's going on in that ring. Who is king of the hill? And I think that's the biggest storyline headed into the fight. Like it'll be cool to hear some of the other storylines they talked about, but this large in part is for king of the hill and that matters
0: absolutely it, it, it absolutely matters it, it matters um this fight and and i'm gonna talk about this actually after we talk about our next fights as well but um this fight man it is one of those that we really will find out a lot we're going to know a couple things we're gonna find out how good tf lopez is is it gonna be holy shit this dude is an elite he's a pound for pound talent Or is it going to be, yo, man, Loma is who we thought he was. A legend. Do you know what I mean? So this is one of those fights that there's so many implications coming up to this fight. and, And it's exciting, man. And it's exciting. And speaking of excitement, bro. What is your excitement level for this event? And then after we talk about that a little bit, bro, it is going to be prediction time. We have to talk about how we believe this matchup is actually going to go. And I am telling you, fam, I'm excited. So go ahead. The floor is yours, my brother. Please, what is your excitement level for this fight?
1: I already touched on it. I think my excitement level for this fight has to be a 12. Vasily Lomachenko, just the adversity that he's chosen to take on throughout his career, whether he's healthy or not, is so admirable for a guy like me. So he's one of my favorite fighters. He has not fought in over a year due to COVID. So I'm mm-hmm. deprived of watching Vasily Lomachenko fight. And if you're a huge fight fan, you understand the idea that watching Vasily Lomachenko fight is purely poetry in motion. It's really fun to watch. It's like he's a, man. It, it's, it's a fighting style that doesn't it's not common. It's it's a pressure oh, defense because he's, yes. he's very defensive, yes. very responsible, but he's a pressure fighter at the same time. So it's really, really excited to watch him watch him fight. He's my probably my favorite boxer to watch fight, definitely in my top five with guys like er- Errol Spence and Canelo. But the fact that I haven't seen him in so long and then the fact that he's fighting for what seems to be, it's kind of confusing depending on the day it is for the WBC, but yeah. it feels like it's for the Undisputed Championship. It is. You know it is. And so, what it is, undisputed fights don't happen that often. And uh, so, yeah, they, they don't happen that often. So, the fact that it's Basili Lomachenko, it's an undisputed fight. And then we've been watching uh, uh, Tiafima Lopez. We're not casual fans. We've been watching this guy. We saw Mason Menard. We saw Diego Magdalena. So, we've seen those highlight reel, ha- ha- uh, highlight reel knockouts happen. So, we like Tiafima Lopez too. I'm Honduran. He's Honduran, he's from New York. I'm from New York. I have every reason to like this guy. I am a big fan of Tia Lopez. So you have two of my favorite fighters fighting at the same time for the undisputed champion uh, lightweight championship. 12. 12 of 12 of 10. I am excited for this fight. <laughs> I love and it. You should, I love be. it you should
0: be. I love. You know what, bro? I I I can't argue with you, man. This fight is a fight that you and I have discussed for at least a year. I'd say over a year at this point in time. I think there's a lot, everything is kind of leading towards this. Um, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, it, this is a 12 out of 10. This is a fight. And this is one of the things that I, I always go back, especially when big fights, obviously I'm, I watch fights all the time, but I always go back week of the fights and I always go through and I look at fights and I, and I, and I take them with a fine tooth comb and and I, and I watch a, a number, at least three to five fights, you know, leading up to the matches of each fighter. I've always done that. And um, it, it just gives me a little bit of a feeling and seeing even the growth. And again, that's one thing that you can see with a lot of fighters, especially from fight to fight, is the growth and the development throughout, right? One thing that I get, and I love that you said this, is when you watch Vasily Lomachenko, it is poetry. The, he, the way that he fights is the reason why I love martial arts. Is he, he? He's an artist out there. This is the exact same reason why I love watching Israel Adesanya out there. He's an artist out there. He goes out there, and he is painting a masterpiece. And when you're, out, when you're able to go out there and see somebody with the IQ, but also that killer instinct and that dog, ugh, come on, son. Like, this is a fight that dreams are made of. But on the other side, it sounds like I'm just, just caping for, for Loma. Fam, I love Teofimo. Teofimo has everything that you are looking for in an up and coming prospect. And here's the thing he's not really even a prospect anymore. He's a champion. He has the championship mindset. He is tough as they come, and he wants to be great. You can see it, you can feel it. He bleeds it out, man. He wants to be great, he wants the top spot. And he—it's—he's one of those guys that we always talk about. Shakur Stevenson, Devin Haney, Teofimo Lopez, um, Ryan Garcia. Those are the four that a lot of people talk about. Obviously, we have Enos and a couple other people in that mix as well that you and I believe. But the these are the larger guys. Larger popular. These are the guys. These are the people that are taking us into the next generation of boxing. And I cannot wait. We're going to find out so much. This is either going to be a coronation for one of them or it's just going to be just the fuck we thought. So, with that being said, bro, prediction time. Prediction time! What do Listen, you think? How does this fight go I, I, down? I wanna, Who wins?
1: I want to make sure I, I really emphasize exactly how good Tiafema Tia Lopez amazing, is. I, I, I feel amazing. like I feel like I've been giving Lomachenko a dick flute solo, and that's not what. It, like <laughs> Tiafima Lopez, I think his his shining moment that really impressed me and showed me exactly how good of a fighter he is. He's had some highlight reel knockouts with Richard Comey yes. being one of them. But we both actually picked against Tiafima Lopez when he fought up against Richard Comey. Richard Comey was an established champion. He had fought some some better fighters at the time, and I thought it would be too much for young Tiafima Lopez. Now, Teofima Lopez put Richard Comey on a highlight reel. Great. He showed up. He impressed. Proved me wrong. He did exactly what he's supposed to do. But a lot of the casuals will tell you, will will show you the knockout for why Teofima Lopez is good. Here's why he's good. Because of his IQ. Richard Comey came out the first the first round and he was countering. uh, He was countering Lopez's counter job with his right. Yes. Every time, every time he threw the, threw that power jab where he, where he stepped with it, he would yep. counter it with the right. So round two, he saw that he did it maybe three, four times in round one. Round two came, he now set him up. He put that jab out there. By the time he went to counter counter it, a right hand was waiting for him, and he set that punch up. So an adjustment, he set a punch up, and obviously got the highlight reel knockout. It's the adjustment that's what wins fights, and that's what impresses me because it shows me he's learning on the fly. The issue and why I'm going to give you my pick is going to be Vasily Lomachenko is because he puts so much mental pressure on you. And so with a guy like Richard Comey, who's going to sit in the outside, he can he can jab you and plan his attack. Vasily Lomachenko is always going to be on top of you. So it's very difficult to think about mounting your own offense when a guy's on top of you. He's hitting you. He's throwing punches from all angles, not just all the di- all different kinds of punches, but literally all angles. He's on your left. He's on your right. His feet are constantly moving. So you're thinking about trying to set up your own offense while constantly defending against Verizon p- punches. It's yeah. very, very difficult. Yeah, yo, but it's so, so funny that you say we're
0: talking about how amazing his footwork is and his IQ, and he's going up against arguably the guy with the, f- the highest fight IQ in the world, somebody who has close to 400 career fights. We're talking about somebody who, let's, be, let's just keep it a beam. The best footwork that I've ever seen in my life. This dude, yo, there was a reason his daddy took him out of boxing for a few years, years when he was growing up, and made him take um, traditional Ukrainian dance. Yo, what is traditional Ukrainian dance? Fam, that's when them dudes be doing this, and they be kicking their feet up and jumping up and down.
1: Yo, I, I, I really hope that's Ukrainian. Are you not just saying that shit?
0: <laughs> no, it is. It is. It is. I looked it up beforehand. I had to because I didn't want to mess that up. Uh, <laughs> but so they have all these things, and he. And again, he. He's this. These are two super high IQ dudes, man. But come on, man. Let, let, let's let's let, don't let the people wait any longer, bro. How does this go down?
1: oh I, I I told you I said it's going to be hard to have those same thoughts against Lomachenko he's he's not going to have the time to do that and while he's trying to think Lomachenko is going to be hitting him and while I absolutely get give power and fuck it we'll say speed too I will give those advantages to 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 Teofimo Lopez I am going to seed I IQ Lomachenko has the better boxing IQ I'm going to give that to him until I'm proven otherwise and I'm going to rock with Lomachenko because I will not pick against Lomachenko and until he forces me to put, pick against him but until then I feel like. Like it's right now, I'm not going to say it's like picking against Floyd, but I'm just not picking against Lomachenko. I think he wins, and I think he gets him out of there in like the 10th or 11th round.
0: So check it out. I, I, I'm going to be very honest, man. is going against something that in his professional career he probably hasn't seen. He's going against a guy that's explosive. He's going against a guy that has more power than anybody he's ever been in there with. He's going in there the guy who's hungry who's young who wants it who arguably wants it more than him because he's never tasted being at the top man loma's gonna whoop his ass look gonna beat that man and i i look i i think he's gonna finish him i think he's gonna finish him look i really do man i think teofimo is great and him being finished realistically is not a knock on teofimo fam you said something. And, uh, and and the way I look at it is this, and that's something that you said was, it's, it's not like Floyd. No, dog, it is. The same way I wouldn't, pick, I wouldn't pick against Floyd, I'm not picking against Lomachenko. I put them in the same category. That level of greatness. He's great. All-time level, great. And again, the only thing that will beat him is if he continues moving up too much in size. But look, too much footwork too much smarts um i honestly think this fight will end up being stopped like you said i'm I'm like t- 10 between between 8 and 8 8 and 10 i see this fight being finished by lomachenko and you no, know no. How i think it's gonna be done oh no no it's fine father, his father's no not chinko
1: no no, no 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 i i will bet you i will bet you money his father is not throwing the towel in I don't and see his
0: it. father's gonna be forced to throw the towel in, man. Because look, especially it, no. the way it, it, it'll be it'll be the ref. On, it'll be the ref. Yeah. He's all right. Well, we'll he, find
1: out. We'll see. With how he believes about his son and how strong, like he's not going to throw he the has towel.
0: Crazy belief. Crazy he's, belief in his son. Because
1: he oh, and he's seen that power. He's seen it come through before. He's always gonna think his son has a chance. I think it'll be the referee way before it's his father.
0: I can see it. I can I I look, I can see it, but I regardless. Um, it's gonna be one of two things. It, it's gonna be I, I think they're gonna throw the towel in, or my man ain't gonna answer the bell. He's just gonna be so frustrated. He's and that's what he does. He's gonna he's gonna put him in a spin cycle. He's gonna put him in the matrix. And uh, I got Lomachenko winning this bout. But they have there's more fights that we have to talk about. Hey man, this let's ain't go. the only fight that we got to talk about. We have to talk about also a fight that we must discuss. Also a fight that has implications roughly around the same weight class. We have to talk about Tank Davis. Tank Davis is fighting Leo Santa Cruz. This is definitely the most difficult fight of, I'll say, Tank Davis's career. This is someone who has a legitimate champion. Someone who is. Yes, this is who- Halloween. Yes, this is Halloween. Not this weekend. This is coming up. Oh, uh, but I wanted to break this down. Um, I I said it was coming up this weekend earlier, but it is on Halloween. Just like, and I'm gonna throw this little MMA in there. Anderson Silva's coming back Halloween day, fighting against Uriah Hall, New York's very own Uriah Hall. Halloween day should be incredible. I cannot wait. So some amazing fights that are going to be happening on Halloween. But this is a fight that I really had to talk about. Um, Look, man, we've seen the promos. We've seen the workouts. Do you trust Tank Davis to make weight and legitimately? Because he said he's trained hard in the past. You believe he's legitimately going to train hard?
1: Yes. Yes. And I I wanted to make sure I jumped on top of that quickly. Yes, I think Tank is going to be prepared. Tank, and and I've sat up here and tore Javante Davis down. I mean, he has fucked up his fair share of times, whether it's not making weight, whether it's abusing his girlfriend outside of the ring. He has shown that he has Adrian Bronner tendencies. He could be our next Adrian Bronner very, very easily. However, I've seen Tank train away from Baltimore once. He trained in Florida, and that's who yes. when he was training with uh, Kevin Cunningham. Yes, and that is the best version of Tank Davis that I have ever seen. That's a, that's the fight at, I think it was against Jesus Swellar. He it was after the Floyd he fought in the Floyd McGregor undercard, and he kind of embarrassed himself. So it was his first fight back, and I've never ever seen Tank look that sharp. If you listen Did to you other professionals, oh, if, 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 you, if you listen to other professionals talk about Tank, Tank Davis, mm-hmm. they all will tell you from a young, from when he was young, Tank got it. He's a very, very talented professional. Now, I say that because Tank is training away from home. He's training in Las Vegas at the Mayweather gym. He's also taken on a much longer training camp because he missed a weight at 135. This fight is going to be contested at one hundred and thirty at 130 pounds but i absolutely think tank is fo- tank is focused and i will i'm I'll, 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 maybe i'll be made a fool of again i mean fuck it i'll take that but i'm gonna trust tank to make weight
0: and All try right. hard. so i hear what you're saying i do i really do um a couple things about tank davis i think Tank davis is extremely talented I think that he is I think he has everything. He has power. He has speed. Uh, his ring generalship, his ring IQ even seems like it might be there. Um, You know how I feel about this. If you consistently miss weight, I oh, don't fuck with you. Um, you have one job. Your job ain't to go out there and fight. Yes, you have to win beforehand. But your job is to make weight. That is your job. That is your one real responsibility. And he is consistently proving to me that he can't do that. I You fool me once, shame on me. You fool me 17 times, fam. What the fuck? So when I see these things and I hear them and I look at it and I'm going to keep it also a beam, Fam, any man that puts his hands on a, on, a, on a woman like that in public, especially just in general. Just ain't no dude should be putting their hands on women, period. But if you to go out there and do that shit in public, come on, man. You gotta protect our black queens. That's some bullshit. So this man's going out here, he he he's a nut job, man. I I I don't respect him. Um, I don't respect him because of how he's handled that situation with his lady, and he's done that multiple times. I don't I don't trust the fact I don't trust him to make weight because I've seen this before. One, I've said it before, oh, I trust him. I think he's gonna do it. And he made me look like a fool. I don't respect that. So, nah, man, do I think he's gonna make weight? Do I think he's gonna train hard and actually respect his opponent? Nah.
1: I'm laughing because none of what you said is funny. And I wholeheartedly agree with everything that you said. (laughs) But he's just so good. (laughs) I want it to work so badly. I want it to work for Tank so badly. I want it to get the, to Understand. get him, for him to get it together. And I always yeah. hope that hey, you know, you're gonna grow up a little bit. But Tank is from it? the hood and he be doing hood nigga shit. shit. Like, I no no, 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 wait, wait, wait. What I'm what I'm saying is like nigga's gonna nick at the end of the day. And, <laughs> and Tank is kind of an he's kind of an example of that. Like, I'm not saying he's like like he, nigga's gonna nick and he just him a b like they're always going to have their fair share of nigga moments. I just don't think. I don't, I don't think. The, moment on the, moment. Yeah, the, the, the Charlo professionals,
0: professional, look at him, yeah, I mean, always in shape, stay in shape.
1: But look I mean, we are me we in if we, if you want to compare someone, we'd have to compare some, compare him to someone that started, that had some rocky times and was able to get it together. I would point to really a, a counterpart of his, part of his okay. and Shakur Stevenson Shakur Stevenson okay, if you may not remember back in I 20 back in 2018 it was in, it was in Miami getting to fights on camera that's, that's not a good look though. but that's he has wait wait but he has but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it's different he has the right people around him he has Terrence Crawford. He has Andre Ward and he is heeding their words. You can tell he's changed. He's cleaned, cleaned it up. He lives it, lives a very clean life. He lives the life of a fighter. And yeah, like his moments, maybe they're very small, but he keeps it under control. He knows the opportunity that he has. Whereas Tank, he treats it like, he, he treats it like it can't be gone tomorrow. And it's frustrating, but I, I, I'm still with him. I, I'm, I'm stupid. I'm a Knicks fan. Tank, Tank, <laughs> <laughs> it is what so, it is. Look,
0: look man. Um, it, it tank. I believe takes it for granted. He takes this for granted. He believes that it's always going to be there for him. It's uh, I would actually compare Tank Davis to a John Jones. You have all the the talent in the world, but at the end of the day, between the ears it just isn't there. So I, I I look at it. I think honestly, that's like the best comparison. You have all the skill set, but you're a fuck boy and and that is that that is why I just don't respect what he's done now. I am all about redemption. I am all about redemption. Can he change my mind in the future? probably, probably, but the image of him hemming up his lady at, at all star weekend or whatever that was, man I can't get that out of my head. I can't and I, I oh and I want to. But at the end of the day, man, dude, we, we, we absolutely have to protect black women. We have to protect all women, man, but especially our black women. Like, how are we going to do that to one of our queens, fam? Like, that's crazy to me that he went out there and did that, man, and then try to make it seem like it wasn't even that big of a deal. Fam, it's a huge deal. So Bro, I so to I answer I, I hear question, do I, do I trust Tank? To answer that question, I do not. I don't trust Tank, no.
1: It's been, it's been a lot of flawed men outside the boxing ring. Floyd? Like, I mean, like it, it won't, it won't be the first. So while like while his character isn't the best, like his skill is something different.
0: But let me ask you this. Isn't it a point in time where, especially in combat sports, right? Isn't it a point in time where people have to start looking at these people? Don't we, don't we have to carry ourselves differently at this point in time? It's crazy. Why is it that we're just because we're fighters, we got to be these savages. We can't have any sense. We can't be role models. Why is that? Why do we allow that? Because they're fighters? No, fuck that. Hold these dudes accountable just like we hold everybody else accountable. Force them to be better. If we sit there and continue to sit back and allow them to be th- these assholes, they're going to keep doing it. And then that's going to continue perpetuating how these young boys coming up are doing it. We need to go out there and actually show the Andre Ward's and what they've done and how they go out there and do they handle their business. Tim Bradley, as much as when he was a fighter, I didn't love him, but at the end of the day, man, that dude is a role model. Like I, I, I get sick and tired of sitting here and giving dudes mulligans. All but they fighters is cool. Fuck that, man. I ain't giving you a mulligan for being a fighter. You have a platform. That means for me at least, that means you have a responsibility. And, I, and why, why are we allowing? It? That's crazy.
1: I So for, for one, I, I hear you. I hear you. 1500 percent. Sure, I, I, I do. Now, there, there's two things I'm going to say. I think the other side of that argument is that in, in, in a certain sense, I'm very privileged. In a certain sense, I think you're very privileged. You know, we, we got to grow up a certain way. Both of us went to college. Both of us pledged a fraternity. So, I mean, we've had experiences. We've, we've gotten access to knowledge that not everyone has had. You may be a totally different person if your life had followed the path that, tank, that, that Tank's life has. Now, is that, ex- is that an excuse for him? Absolutely not. I won't make excuse for anyone that puts their hands on women. However, it does help you understand how people like this, how things like this happen. So with with that being said, you know, while I don't agree with things that he has done, I can't necessarily vouch for his character. I'm here to talk about what he's doing in the ring.
0: I understand. I understand. No. And you know what? That is completely fair. That is completely fair. And I I will never like it. We're we're talking X's and O's. And that's why I say X's and O's. He's incredible. He's incredible, especially when he's on his game. Um, I, I just I, I would just like to see more. Um, but speaking of somebody who is a role model and somebody who he's actually competing against, fam. Let's go ahead and talk about this prediction time. He is fighting Leo Santa Cruz. Leo Santa Cruz is somebody who's only faced one loss in his career. He came back and avenged that loss in dominating fashion. This dude is a savvy veteran, he is a champion. Leo Santa Cruz is a dog, but he's going in there with the heavy-handed monster in Tank Davis. Prediction time, brother. Who do you have? How do you get this done? Are you going with the favorite Tank Davis or are you going with the dog in Leo?
1: So Leo Santa Cruz has spent has established his, his self, established his name at 126. He was a champion at 126. Those are where his classic fights, his wars have happened. At 126 pounds. Yes. Tank Davis most recently fought at 135 pounds. Now, Tank Davis, his power at 135 pounds really isn't proven. You know, he couldn't get Yorkis Gambo out of there until the 12th round.
0: And my man's jaw is made out of cardboard.
1: Now, what we do know is that at 130 pounds, Tank is a motherfucking killer. He is a killer. And as focused as Tank is, I don't think Leo Santa Cruz, who's going to be moving up, well, he who, who's essentially moving up a weight class. I think this will be his second fight at 130 pounds. But he's still, Tank will be the bigger man in that ring. Tank is a power puncher. Now, Leo Santa Cruz does have the ability to go backwards. However, he will be trying to put Tank pressure on Tank Davis to take him late. This is what he said in all of his interviews leading up to the fight. And the fact that he's going to be close to him means that tank is going to have tons of opportunities to use that power to get Santa Cruz out of there. And at 130 pounds, tank is going to knock him out within five, five, six. I'll say at the, at the, because it's, it's at a bigger level, he'll get him out of there in nine, but tank is going to get him out of there.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yo, that is,
0: that is, I mean, it's probably the right pick. It is. I love that. Um, He's a monster. But there's something about Leo Santa Cruz. And here's the thing. I've, I've been a big fan of his for a very long time. Um, I, I watched all those fights when he fought at 26. I think Leo Santa Cruz is going to win. Um, I think that Tank Davis is not taking Leo seriously. I think he believes just like you are. This dude's fought his whole career down here. He's not going to be able to take my power. I'm going to be able to go out there and knock his face off. I think Leo Santa Cruz has a higher fight IQ. I think he has more experience. And I think with that, he's going to be able to utilize his amazing footwork and his in his very savvy game to win a decision. I think he's going to go out there and shock the world. I am going with the underdog, Leo Santa Cruz. And here's the thing. I'm not saying that because of my disdain I, I guess you can say for tank davis um I, I legitimately think that leo has what it takes to win that fight
1: now so, now now santa cruz's plan mm-hmm. is to tank take uh take tank take a javante later into the fight he feels as though he gasses late you don't trust train, tank to train do you think that game plan will be effective
0: I do. I do think it would be effective. Um, I think game plans like that, he's going to try to take him into deep water. Uh, Tank, I mean, those guys that have that much power, a lot of times they put so much into all their shots, and that is why a lot of times these big power punchers tend to go out there and, uh, and fold when the fight goes on. Tank Davis, a lot of them call him a mini Mike Tyson. Well, something about Mike Tyson that you and I have discussed also is this. What Hall of Famer in his prime did Mike Tyson ever beat? Don't worry, I'll wait.
1: Hall of Famer in his prime, man.
0: None. 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 Every time Mike Tyson faced somebody that stood up to the bully, what happened to Mike Tyson? Uh,
1: Buster Douglas? Say it. Say <laughs> <Buster> it
0: <laughs> he took an L. At Vander Holyfield, Buster Douglas, and everybody else who whooped his ass, that is what happened. We have not seen somebody stand up to the bully yet. Leo Santa Cruz is that guy, he's going to stand up to the bully. And I'm telling you now, if, if that with, with that type of game plan, that is how you beat somebody like it. You take the fight to him and you prove to him that I'm not afraid of you, I'm like on, on some uh, uh, on some home alone, I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> That's just out there on that, shit. yeah. If we put it to
1: him, honestly, like breaking down both of these fights mm. i'm fucking tired of everybody saying i want to take him late like c- come up with a new fight plan like everybody has used yeah, that, that a, a hundred right, right, right. times that, that's, like but give is, me a new give me something else tell me you want counter him, right that he, is he's lazy on a break something like that like well, leave he me alone you his
0: full game plan i, I mean that, i'm that, just tired that is, of hearing that. that's that, just- I mean, that's the problem. We, you and I, listen to a lot of fight shit. That's what they're going to tell you. They're going to give you these vanilla ass answers. Just like that. Because God. at this, the end of the day, I'm not going to sit there and say, new. "I'm he's, you." So, what do you want? You want him to sit there and say, "Look, what I'm going to end up doing to him is I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try to make sure I'm working the inside. I'm going to try to make sure I turn him. I see this angle that he always. This is where he faults at. That no, is, he's not going to. He's not going to do a, that. In a, in a perfect
1: world, that's what I'd like to hear. that is exactly what i'd like to hear that is literally the definition of what i want to hear yeah so i I mean but it's not
0: real it's not realistic let's just keep it a bean it's not realistic um that that's what we're going to get out of fighters you're going to get one fighter that's going to go out there and say i'm going to knock him out the other dude say i'm going to drag i'm going to drag him to deep waters or you get somebody like khabib and says i'm going to take him to the deepest ocean and drown him
1: now one thing, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. This is changing chain gears a little bit. One thing that Al Heyman would do is get his fighters paid. This fight was originally slated for October 24th. there's all types of fights moving around on the calendar. Um, you have this fight moving to October 31st on Halloween. You have the November 21st fights between a er, fight between Errol Spence and Danny Garcia yeah, moving from it's awesome. no, November, November 21st to December 5th. Al Heyman gets his fighters paid. His fighters love him. Sergio, you my man's. You my man's G, but I'm not naming my firstborn son after you. Leo Santa Cruz named his firstborn son after Al Heyman. <laughs> At, like his
0: after like Al Santa Cruz?
1: Yes. He named his firstborn son after Al. I heard him say it. I heard it out his mouth. Out his mouth. Now I say that to, I, I say that to say we talk about. There's a lot of fights moving. I'm gonna hit you with this segue real quick. The biggest fight of them all, Wilder Fury Three, was slated for December 19th. Then they decide, hey, we see Whoa. Al hanging We see Al what do we have G- here. Yes, sir. I, I got you. I got you. This. Time.
0: We see, we see. Well, real quick, before you get into that, before I let me let me, let me do this real fast for people who are listening wilder deontay wilder and tyson fury's trilogy fight was supposed to happen at the end of this year that fight is now off they said that it was an expiration date no more and there's a lot of ramifications coming for that but i'm sorry brother continue
1: well so what i was talking about is there's a there's a ton of fights moving around no no bigger than this this fight with uh deontay wilder and tyson fury now yes going back to the history you know, I guess it was originally December 1st, 2018, when mm-hmm. these fighters originally fought uh, fighting to a draw, a 12 round draw. And so they fought again in 2020, uh, February 22nd, in where Tyson Fury, knocked Deontay, Wilder out in what I believe was the seventh round. Mm-hmm. Now, they had a rematch clause in their contract really before the fight. This was probably the most publicized rematch clause I've ever heard about. Yeah, the fact that there was heard. there was there was going to be two fights. No matter what, there was going to be two fights. It, it was essentially both of the fights were scheduled already. The initial fight was supposed to be until July thirty first. Yeah. Most con- con- contracts have a force majority that's going to accommodate for things like COVID. I also think Deontay Wilder was hurt, and needed surgery. Mm-hmm. The fights get the fight gets pushed out. Now we're talking about November. The fight then, as we start to approach November, the fight get push, gets pushed out. Now we're talking about speaking about December nineteenth. And the Gypsy King, the lineal champion, he wants to move on with his career. I'm tired of all these date changes. I want to fight. Fuck Deontay Wilder. I'm doing my homecoming tr- fight because I'm the champ and I do what I want. And I'm sure there's some type of loophole in the contract with all of those date changes mm-hmm. that allow him to be able to do that. Yeah. So instead, that the, uh, do-
0: the, the top ranks said and um, that the, the, it, the fight expired. So the, the, then, it expired. So that's what ended up happening.
1: And and so instead, Tyson Fury is able to target the De- a December 5th date for a homecoming fight in London.
0: I love it. I love it. Look, So man, um, I, I'm I'm my, excited about this. I'm my, sorry. Go ahead. What are you going to say? Okay, finish your
1: my bad. I, I just kind of get I had oh, to give some context. Said, There's a lot going on there. Now, yeah, no my, my, thought, my thoughts on this is that this is a saving grace from Deontay for Deontay Wilder. It is so 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 good for Deontay Wilder because we discussed that he recently fired Mike Mark Breland. His corner is going we, to we,
0: you and I discussed that, but we didn't well, tell people yet. So I was actually going to talk about that in a moment, but yeah, we can't exactly. You know, and I'm going to tell you my my thoughts on that soon.
1: We can't just act like they don't know. So that's like a WWE. Sometimes they don't just acknowledge people their history. Like people well, know a lot of people don't, <laughs>
0: don't don't know that a lot of people okay. don't know that he fired okay. Mark Breland. That that is relatively new. New.
1: So before Deontay Wilder fired Mark Mark Brilliant, we spoke about the fight. We said, hey, Deontay Wilder should go somewhere else first. He got the shit beat out of him. He needs to go rebuild his confidence, you know, learn a few new things before he comes back and faces Tyson Fury again, or it's just going to look the same way. Deont- deontay deontay said no i want to go directly into a rematch and then he fired mark breeland who is the essentially the fighter in his corner mark mark breeland i believe it's the uh, uh he's a medalist he was on the 1984 olympic team he is is a Won boxer the he's the he's, he's the one who threw in the towel for deontay Wilder
0: medal, that former 147 pound world champion wbc dude is an animal
1: That caused a rift between him and Deontay Wilder. And so Deontay Wilder ended up firing him. Going into a fight like this, where you got broken down like that with a whole new corner, you need to rebuild yourself just a little bit. Maybe you don't need a full rebuild, but you need to rebuild yourself. And so this, while it seems like Tyson Fury may be ducking, whatever the case may be, I think for Deontay Wilder, this is the best possible thing that could have happened to him because once he because he was going to get back in that ring with Tyson Fury and get destroyed again, and that was going to change him. Now he has a chance to rebuild himself, and you, he also gets to rebuild that hunger. He's going to have to work for this fight, but the fight will be on the table for him. And I think this this is a this is huge for Deontay Wilder. He won't see it now, but I think down the line we'll all see that this was important.
0: Okay. All right. Um... Look, in terms of the fight, I agree with you. I think that this fight is is a blessing that this fight isn't happening. But I'm also going to say this. You know how much I have love for Deontay Wilder. Um, I have a lot of respect for Deontay Wilder, and I think Deontay Wilder does not get the respect that he deserves. With all that being said, he's a fucking clown. The fact that he went out here and he fired Mark Breeland and he kept that shitty yes man that he has, I don't even know that fool's name. What's that? That his, the other Jay, guy that he has it? JDS. JDS or whatever is a clown. JDS doesn't know anything. He goes out there and is just a Deontay Wilder, yes, man. What you want, again, we talk about people who have one job to do. As a trainer, your one job is to protect your fighter at all times. And he did that. He stopped you from arguably, he's, he's also the head trainer. He is who? Jay Diaz or Mark Breland? Yes. Yeah, which Jay is, Diaz makes has no always sense. been the head trainer. Jay, Jay Diaz was the head trainer and he never talked. He sat in the back and let Breland do all the work. Dude, the dude is a clown. The fact that he went out there and you're giving this dude all the base because he did his job. And then Deontay Wilder. I've always defended Deontay Wilder's, you know, his skill set. Where do you think he got the one-two from? His biggest weapon. That is a Mark Breland weapon. That is what Mark Breland was good at. That's what Mark Breland made popular and made it look really good in the 84 Olympics. That is what he has always done. So you're going to go out there and take away the dude who taught you your main weapons and you're going to give it to Jay Diaz? Who, who who has no accolades? Who does nothing? It is a shame that he's doing this, and I'm telling you right now, Deontay Wilder will not, will never, ever, 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 forever, ever, forever, ever, will never, ever beat Tyson Fury if that is the corner that he chooses to go in there with, and he does not humble himself, humble himself enough to go out there and actually get a better trainer so that somebody can actually hold him accountable for his shit. Because he went out there with a terrible game plan last time and got his ass whooped, it is a it is a travesty that he went out there and did that. And and I'm so happy that you have all these other fighters in the game shitting on him for this decision. I I I, I am so disappointed in Deontay Wilder. It is a blessing, Tyson Fury. You should be kissing Tyson Fury's feet that he didn't take this fight just to beat your ass. I don't got nothing to say about
1: it. Ch- Ch- chair squeaks. <laughs>
0: yeah, I do got nothing to say about it. I, I, I mean, de- yeah.
1: Listen, I mean, uh, all Sergio's anger aside, <laughs> I, I think that there's it, regardless there's going to be changes in his corner. Former boxer Malik Scott is going to take a bigger role in the corner. And so there's going to be changes. Maybe it'll be for the better. Maybe it'll be for the worse. We don't know. Sergio obviously thinks it'll be for the worst. That is fine. But what we do know is there will be changes. And I think Wilder just needs a little bit to get used to those changes. It's not as drastic as a fighter going with a new trainer. JD is, is still going to be the head trainer, but it's going to be it new. Matter. It's going to be new, it's going to be different and I think he needs a couple fights to adjust and I think the fight will only get bigger because the heavyweight division is going to get a ton of attention with yeah. Tyson with, with with AJ Fury. Maybe, you know, uh, one more big one more super fight. Couple Andy Ruiz fights, which will get attention as well, and then you have Wilder, who's going to have worked his way back into the fold. So this is we'll great see. for Wilder. I don't know about kissing his feet, but fuck it, damn near.
0: No, dude. I look, and that's what I said, we'll see. Um, I have that little amount of confidence in Wilder's corner, and at the end of the day, I also to be a champion, to be a legend, you have to be able to the best of the best have people that they listen to. The best of the best are coachable. He's proving that he's not coachable. And, and that's that's very, very disappointing. Because when I think about an athlete that, and this is very different because this man is coming up, and again, we can talk about this very quickly uh, coming up, um, and I'm going to ask you if you check this out, but, uh, but Roy Jones Jr., the moment that his... Athleticism dwindled a tad The world caught up to him What's going to happen With Deontay Wilder When everyone else he, He's not as, as explosive as he once was What's going to happen with Deontay Wilder When he, his hand speed isn't what it once was um, I, I I hope As a fan Of his I really hope That he goes out there and, and actually gets Somebody so he hopes that he gets a corner that he respects enough to listen to. If he does that well, then all bets are off, and then I'm back on the bandwagon. But he needs to go out there. He needs to humble himself, man. It's it's a shame.
1: Now I I don't I I agree with what you're saying. I don't think he should have fired Mark Breland, but I don't think you're giving any attention to the other side of the argument. Um, the other side of the argument is is that Jay Diaz is the head trainer the head trainer is typically the only person in a corner who has the power to throw in the towel. Don't so, that. that's, so a, that's a Mark, terrible so, argument. Mark, and Martin, Bre- Deontay Wilder has also made it very, very clear to never throw in the towel. Listen, I, right, I, I, right, I, right. I, you, you said, you said your side of the argument, no, no, and no, this no, isn't no, even, right. I'm not even necessarily saying that I believe this is just the other side of the argument. He's the key. He, you work for me. You're my assistant trainer. You do not have the power to throw in the towel. You are also under, even though you don't have power to throw in the towel, you are under very specific instructions from me, the person you work for, to um to never throw in the towel.
0: Yeah.
1: All that all I, I that guess. being all that being said, I mean, that's going to cause a rift between him and Deontay Wilder. And at the end of yeah. the day, it just seemed as though that couldn't be repaired. And I, while I, it, you, you can take whatever side of the argument that you want, both sides I, exist. They can shoot. Yeah, I, I, I I
0: absolutely get it. Um, I, I think Deontay Waters is going to go back in, in 5, 10, 15 years. He'll thank Mark Grelin for what he did. Um, it, it's uh, It's a shame that he's proving that how big his ego is. And he's not checking his own ego. I don't, I'm not with that notion of, you know, dude, your job is to protect the fighter. I don't care what that man says. That means you don't like no. My job is to do the best for my fighter, prepare you the best I can, and protect you if things aren't going your way. Because guess what? We live to fight another day. That nonsense uh, uh, ideal that oh I you know I'm here to uh, I, you know I'm a I'm an animal. Uh, do this dude that meathead bullshit's over with, fam. Like like nah. Like, he's here to see, so, here to protect you. I, I I do not stand for that at all. That's ridiculous, especially in a year. Last year, how many deaths we... Yesterday was the anniversary of that young man's death last Patrick year. Patrick Day. Patrick Day. Patrick Day's uh, anniversary a couple weeks ago was Maximum Davishev's anniversary of his death in the ring. These are things that are currently happening. We see it happening.
1: And I'll piggyback on to what Sergio's uh, Sergio saying. But this sets a bad precedent.
0: Terrible. Correct? Precedent.
1: Terrible. So, precedent. so Deontay Wilder is one of the biggest fighters. And for a trainer, you want to be with the biggest fighters because that's going to be the best opportunity for you to make money. And if Deontay Wilder is going to set a precedent that says, Hey, if you're going to do your job by protecting the fighter, even though you understand there's a risk of this fighter losing his life in the ring, that I might get fired. They might be more reluctant to protect their fi- their fighter. And who knows what that can lead to? And, and we and don't want to talk thing. about it until talk about it until it gets there, and that's not never something we yes. want to see.
0: And then here's the thing, Deontay Wilder, how selfish are you? Do you know what that would do to Breland and his family, and 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 Diaz and his family if they sat there and allowed you to die? Hasn't even thought about how that would affect those men. That's terrible. Hasn't thought about how that would affect his family. That dude has like seven kids. Really. Oh, come on he, man De- like De- that, that, Deontay, that,
1: that, Deontay Wilder stupid. he says kill me in the ring that's how he wants to that, go that's stupid
0: he I, said kill I, me I, in the I, ring I I don't know no that's that that's ridiculous no, those are his wishes of I, I those understand. are not my
1: wishes I don't wish to see that I don't wish that on him I don't wish that on myself but th- those are the man's wishes
0: I get it I truly totally he's paying him. everybody okay
1: he's a reason for the season <laughs> we here because of Deontay Wilder so I mean there has to be
0: I understand I I get it man. Um. Uh, real quick, before we get out of here, man, um, what I want to do is this. I want to go ahead and also let's touch on quickly. Um, we have Mike Tyson and uh, Roy Jones are both on uh, the, the Joe Rogan Experience recently. Joe um, Rogan gets everything. He gets, he everything. gets everything. everything. He man. has all the fun. He he, he, he <laughs> does have all the fun, man. Um, he he ends up getting those things, man. He he's uh interesting. I know. Like I said we all. I didn't see the whole interview. I saw some clips, um, but. With it, I wanted to say this. They both look in incredible shape. Holy shit. Both of those old dudes are j-j-jacked. Um, With the fight coming up in a couple months, man, has your ideas on how this fight's going to turn out any different at this point in time?
1: A little. Not yeah. really. I'm still picking Roy. Right, we're
0: about to get it, out of here soon. So, I'm going to say, let's it, make it, this it, one it, quick.
1: There's the two reasons. Mike, I when he first came back, I thought like you know that was that was it. He looked kind of good, especially for a fifty year old year old dude. But like, nigga, that was mid transformation. He's still going. He's still getting more shredded. He's still getting bigger. And now I'm like, huh? And then you get Joe Ro- uh, uh, Roy Jones getting on Joe Rogan, and while I have not listen- listened to myself, he was saying, hey, you know, at first I was like six weeks I could smoke Mike Tyson. Now I have to take it a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Mike Tyson is always taking this pretty seriously. And I think yeah. the fact that Roy Jones didn't take it as seriously at first, maybe he didn't have the proper respect for a guy like, like Mike Tyson. I still don't think it'll be what we all want wanted to, to make it seem. But I mean, that to me, that gives Mike a little bit more of a chance. I'm still ro- rolling with Roy, but yeah. maybe, maybe we've seen crazier things. Actually, we have not. We haven't seen crazier things.
0: Well, look, we'll see. Uh, my mind to this point still has not changed. But uh, again, the closer we get, we will see what happens. But with that being said, brother, that is about all the time we have. But today, that is all of the topics. I have no more topics left. Uh, bro, thank you as always for joining me on the show, man. Where can people find you?
1: Hey. Get, get, me, get me back and talk about Khabib, man. <laughs> but uh, people can find me on Instagram, Bcam13, that's with two M's, and on Twitter, at BcamThinks, that is one M. Sergio, my guy, thank you for having me. As always, I will be back soon.
0: Absolutely, man. Well, as always, man, I appreciate you, man. And in fact, hey, we're just going to close out here. This has been the greatest combat sports and coach show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. I'm your host, the Underground King, Serge V. Thank you to my guest, my man on this side. B Cam Brother, thank you as always for joining me, man. Um, if you guys have not had an opportunity, check out on YouTube. Right now, we have an amazing conversation with Lisa Beasley, man. She is an incredible creator, entrepreneur, uh, comedian, actor. Amazing convo that we have. Please check that out. That's already on our YouTube page. That is episode 235. And we're gonna keep the party going, man. Tomorrow, if you guys get an opportunity, we have a new show coming out called Coffee. Um, coffee uh, what the heck is it Fights and Coffee something I made up the name I, I put a post up already we'll tell you guys but we'll be back tomorrow morning man talk about all the fights this weekend with that being said love you guys we'll see you next time right here on the Fight Podcast